Jesus is the Messiah. But he's more than just Jesus, the Savior, who was the Messiah of Old Testament prophecy. He is also God's Son, according to this. God sent his own Son to be the Savior, Messiah. And this comes out all through the book of John. Notice in 518. The Jews looked for a way to kill him not only because he broke the Sabbath, but because he called God his own Father, thereby making himself equal to God. They knew what he was talking about. They didn't have any doubt. And when they stoned him for blasphemy, they were right if he wasn't God. Because he was manifesting himself as the Son of God. And the word Son in the Bible means something more than it means to us. It doesn't just mean somebody who's your offspring, though that element is involved in it. But it means someone exactly like you. Someone with the same qualities and nature that you have. The sons of righteousness that the Bible talks about are people who are righteous as though a righteous one begot them with a righteous nature like the righteous one who begot them. The sons of light are those who have light in them because they were begotten by one who has light in him. The son of something, to be the son of something or the child of someone means to be like that one. And when he called himself the Son of God, and others heard him say so, calling the Father his Father in a peculiar sense that nobody else could, they got the point. They said, you're making yourself to be God, equal with God, like God, having the qualities of God. And of course, that's what John is out to prove from the very first verse of his gospel. Remember verse 1? Remember verse 1 where it says, In the beginning was the Word, or the Word already existed. He wasn't part of the creation. He already existed when the creation took place. This says, literally in the original, at the beginning, that is at the beginning of all of creation, the Word already existed. The Word was existing. That's what it says. And it goes on to say, and the Word was with God. Not just any old word for with God doesn't mean together with. It means face to face to God, with God. It means one who stood on an equal basis with God. He was one who stood there and could look God the Father in the eye and God the Father look he in the, him in the eye and the two of them be able to be on an equality. At the beginning the Word already existed and the Word was face to face with God and the Word was God. This Word, Jesus, whom the rest of the chapter explains as Jesus, this Word was God. This will help you to understand it, perhaps. It's just as in English we don't use an article the way that this construction is here in the original. 
when we want to demonstrate the quality or the material or the substance or whatever, the nature of whatever something is. If we say the post over here is wood, we wouldn't say the post is a wood, that doesn't make any sense. If we say the floor is cement, we don't say the floor is a cement, that doesn't make any sense. If we say that the building is brick, we leave out all the articles in order to show the quality or the substance with which the thing is made, of which it is composed. And that's what John is doing in John 1.1 when he is saying the Word was face to face with God long before the end that anything was created. And long before anything was created, this existing Word that was face to face with God was of the quality and nature of God. He was deity as to his nature. He was divine as to his being. That's what he's saying. If you want to know what he was like, he was God. That's what he was like. He was deity. If you want to know what that post is, let me tell you, it's wood. If you want to know what Jesus, this word was, he was God. That's what he was made of. Godness, if you want to put it that way. So, from the very beginning, John is telling us and making us clear that God sent the second person of the Trinity, God the Son, who was himself divine, to become the one who saved us from our sins and who fulfilled all the Old Testament prophecies of the Messiah. Well, that's what we have. That's the kind of God, that's the kind of Savior, that's the kind of salvation that God has given to you. And you know, I want to say something about that tonight. If you are in here this evening without that Savior, without salvation, and you turn your back and walk out of this room tonight and do not trust or depend or believe on that Savior, you're turning down God. You're turning down the greatest gift, the greatest person. You're turning down the answer to the greatest need that you have. You're turning down the only one who can do the job of saving you from hell. Nobody else can do it. When you turn your back on Jesus Christ and walk away from him, you've walked away from everything and anything that could ever take you to heaven and ever get you out of the penalty of your sin in hell. There is no other person, no other place you can go, no other way. When some of the people turned in this book of John and left Jesus because they didn't like what he was saying, he looked at Peter and he said, all right, are you and the rest of these disciples going too? And Peter said, 
Where could we go, Lord? You're the one who has the words of eternal life. There's no other place to go. There's no other person to whom to turn. Can a church save you? Of course not. Can ceremony save you? Of course not. Only Jesus Christ can save people. And if you turn your back on him, you're walking away from the only source of salvation. Those of you who know him, those of you who have trusted Jesus, how can you, how can you go on day after day in the lackadaisical way that many of you do, just not really caring it not meaning very much to you anymore. Your salvation becoming old hat when you realize that God sent everything when he sent his son. He sent the very best. He went to the full length that he had to go because nobody else could do it. And he was willing to do it for rebels, sinners like you and me. Don't ever let the message grow stale. Don't ever let the wonder of salvation grow cold. Don't lose the first love that you had when you first realized what it meant to be saved. Do you remember what that was like? Remember back there where it first came through? shattered your mind and you said I'm saved and how wonderful it is now you've become a professional Christian many of you working in Christian activities so easy to hear so much Christian talk to think so many Christian truths day by day and to even mouth them on the radio or among yourselves. So easy for it all just to be professional Christianity. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. Let the wonder of what God did in sending Jesus to be the Messiah Jesus, who was his own son, warm your heart all over anew tonight. And you go back to that work with a new appreciation and a fresh zeal to be everything that you ever wanted to be when you were first saved. You serve him with love and with gratitude and deep appreciation.